You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good morning. It's Monday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Big Flames, 6-5 win over the Dallas Stars Saturday afternoon. I told you Saturday would be sports porn, didn't I? You sure did. Like, you got Flames at noon. Oh, yeah. Then we had the Seahawks and 49ers. Yep. And then that epic Jags and Chargers game. Mind you, the Flames game was pretty epic in the fact that they almost had a complete and total meltdown. Almost. Almost. Held on white-knuckled right to the end. But that makes sports fun. I agree. Like, when people complain about the Flames this season, I'm like, look at all these one-goal games. Yeah. Yeah, they're losing some of them. Sure, but... But look at them. They're fun. Can I can I ask you a media question about where you are in your life right now? Sure. By all means. Because we we we've already determined that you're you're like the child of Calgary. You're like the son of Calgary. Yeah, okay. Sure, yeah. Like I don't even know who your dad is, but I know you're like the <laughs> son of Calgary. <laughs> so at at what point do you say to yourself, like, man, I because I, I know you love the Flames. Like you grew up a Flames fan. You have a Daryl McGinley tattoo at the small of your back. Like you it's, love it's on the right cheek, but you love the flames. You love Jerome. You love everything about the flames. Fire it up. But at what point does your professional brain take over and go, you know what? There'd be good content on the show if they blow this <laughs> for Monday. <laughs> at what point does that take over? Um does that sneak into your thoughts at nope, all when you watch it? Literally a game? never. Really? Nope. Not even for a little bit? Nope. 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 Because I know that. I'm just going to be miserable. Okay. If it happens. So the fandom is still much, it's still very strong. You know what? It's still strong within you. Like, what's the do you Star kind of, Wars do you thing? Kind of I don't know. I'm the not Force? a big Star Wars guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alex would know. Oh, no, you would know that. You're, I would know. Yeah. I'm a huge honk. Right away, I go right away to Alex. Like, I defer <laughs> to Alex on nerdy stuff. It's probably me more so than... Uh, Alex, did you watch The like, Last of Us yesterday? Like, Alex, we went out Saturday, and Alex was watching... Like e like esports and car soccer. There's a game that, He's that cars play League. soccer. Like yeah. what? This is what we come up with. Anyway, he's watching his team though. So, yeah, he runs them. So he's like the Brad. Are you like the Brad Tree Living of your esports team? <laughs> Honestly, that's a great comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make the big decisions. You're always oh, mo- wow, really? always on the phone. So you're like Daryl Sutter <laughs> slash Brad Tree Living. No, nah, I'm I'm not quali- qualified enough to be Daryl Sutter. You know, like well, like you know, Tree Living. He played in the WHL, but he never really like went farther than that. That's kind of like me with mm. car soccer, right? Okay, car soccer, right? Yeah. The video game car soccer. <laughs> um. So I again, that doesn't that doesn't creep into your mind a little bit. You're like, oh, it'd be good content. I'll for tell the you show why they blow it. I have a friend of mine who is a very dear friend. Yeah, and. If I lean optimist quite heavily, he would lean pessimist quite heavily. Yeah. And I and me and him go back and forth quite a bit and I just I honestly as that was happening all I was dreading was his smart ass text that I was going to get if they actually blew the lead. That's what I Isn't was that worried exhausting? about. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, shouldn't of friends, course it's exhausting. Shouldn't friendships not be exhausting? Um, this one is a unique one that has stood the test of time and okay. as a result has some of these exhausting wrinkle- moments, wrinkles, exhausting moments. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting moments is a good way to put it. Uh, flames wrap up their five game roadie tonight in Nashville against the predators. If you've never been to a game in Nashville, it's awesome. It's very high on my list. Awesome. 
of NH. I went to uh, T-Mobile in Vegas, yeah. and I was actually, it was cool, but I was kind of disappointed. The game itself was actually very bad, and I thought it kind of took away from the the theater mm-hmm. of going down to see a game in Vegas. Uh, MSG would be at the top of my list. Mm. You've uh, only been to two barns, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas and here, obviously. Yeah. Wow, okay. So it would be probably MSG, Nashville. Montreal's Austin. not on the top of your list. Montreal Bell would Center. be, yeah, the Bell Center would be very cool. Much more so than Toronto, yeah. Toronto's very stale. It's a very stale environment. Very yeah, you hear feel. a lot of people sitting on their hands type of thing. Yeah, Lots although although the, the press box at the Scotiabank Arena now, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh. Quality. Yeah. Like, very good. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go back for thirds. Because <laughs> that's how it works. I would at be the press box in Toronto. I would be such a pig if I oh, went yeah. on a road trip through, like, the Central Division, just going from the popcorn that you get here at the Dome to the spreads around the rest of yeah. the league. I will say. I would be such a glutton. The the media meal here is pretty decent. It's yeah, pretty it's good. solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yep. It solid. does a trick. Yep. They go um, through a nice little rotation. Uh, we have. Uh, I got a story for you when it comes to media. Oh yay! Uh, we have a. We have a. We have an addition to our show for the week. A new guest. Yeah. Uh, Noah, you want to jump in here real quick? Noah, the intern, is here for the entire week. Um, we got obviously tons to talk about on the flames, but we got to introduce our the new part of our show for the week. Uh, Noah Adler. Um, good morning, sir. Good morning, well, gentlemen. Well, welcome uh, to the big show for the week. Um, tell us about yourself. This is like first day of school kind of thing. Tell us Getting about yourself. Getting to know you. Well, uh, so... Uh... <laughs> Who had that drop? Well that was, done. That was from your first show, George. Wow. Look at you guys. Look at this kill. Like, what happened so over proud. the holidays? I'm so proud. Like me, you know, taking weeks off at a time, yeah. although grinding <laughs> inside the lines every Sunday. Yeah. Well, you mailed it in. Some of us were working, George. Yeah, okay. All right, so tell us about yourself, Noah. Well, uh, currently I'm um, a broadcast student at uh, State's uh, RTBN program, and uh, I'm here on Pratskim for a couple weeks. And uh, okay, obviously, uh, just a couple weeks. Yeah, like um, I think for the entire entirety of this month, and then okay. Uh, so then, then we got like a big project in all of February. So I'm really not back on campus until March, which is mm. uh, which is pretty uh, so interesting. You uh, you were doing the your, the afternoon show. I, you, what were you doing last week? I was give me give me a peek into the window of being an intern <laughs> at Sportsnet nine sixty. I was uh, I was mainly just uh, you know taking notes for uh, for what each guest was saying, and mm. uh, you know I was watching all the shows you know from uh, from Logan's show to Pat's show, et cetera. So. Mm. And obviously, I was watching the very great uh, producers, Cam and Taylor, do their thing as well mm. behind the scenes. So it was um, not a lot was going on, but it was still great regardless, though. Mm. Which hour of Pat's show is your favorite? Oh, oh, oh gosh. Hour I, nine? Yeah. <laughs> hour 11? <laughs> uh, um, hour 13? Yeah. yeah it's mm, when he gets his 30 minutes of sleep. Yeah. Recharges for the next day. Yeah, I think uh, I I would have to I would probably have to say like uh, all two hours of Pat shows uh, great, you know even regardless like because it, it's very expertise as well like the amount of like the amount of like preparation he puts in oh, is yeah. so it's, amazing yeah it's it's really amazing like it's wild because he'll do twelve hours on the air and he'll do twelve hours of prep mm-hmm. yeah and again God bless Pat a <laughs> lot of us have a different uh, different way of doing it. and he oh, yeah. lays out Big his time. show. Like pretty much how it's gonna go the entire time, and that's awesome. 
Oh, yeah. Some of us don't do it that way. Some of us have a plan, but then, like, let the the show lead where it may go. Yeah, like, you just absolutely. let it kind of... But again, Pat's a, a legend. Uh, he's he's a legend in the city. He's one of the best broadcasters yeah. in this entire country. Um, what what made you want to do media? Like, why media? Well, um, I mean, being on the station, like uh, this has been like my career dream is to be on sports at nine sixty. The fan, you know, long term because like uh, I started listening to the radio when I was like I want to say seven, eight years old. How old are you now? I'm uh, twenty three. Okay. Yep. And uh, obviously, I remember this station when uh, Mike Richards was doing the, uh, mm. the morning show as well. Calgary uh, legend Mike Richards. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and since then, it's like been the dream to do radio. But I really didn't like, you know, get the the okay, let's do this thing until maybe like I want to say two years ago when mm. I just decided because I was working at a brewery at the time and mm. I wasn't a big fan of the job back then and whatnot. And I was like, yeah. you know what? It's the right time. Let's mm-hmm. start pursuing the same right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see you're wearing a Yankees uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of media, by spreads, the way, greatest team of all time is the '98 Yankees. Okay, calm Without down, Noah. <laughs> greatest team of all time. Calm down, there, Noah. So, um, real quick story about media stuff. Uh, John Sterling, as you know, is mm-hmm. the legendary play-by-play voice in the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. An A bomb from A Rod. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I saw John Sterling at the media dining room at the Rogers Center one time. Oh, no way. Uh, he, oh, yeah, like because I covered a lot of Blue Jay games. Right, right. right. And I've interviewed uh, him and Susan Waldman. Mm-hmm. She's very, very nice. Um, so John Sterling, I'm not going to lie, he's a little gross, Noah. <laughs> I saw him not once but twice, separate occasions, uh, grabbing the media meal at the Rogers Center and then wiping his hands in the tablecloth of the table. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's greasy there's no, there's uncle no, at Thanksgiving. No yeah. way. No, like I, what do you oh mean? My, there's no way. Oh I'm literally gosh. telling you, I saw it twice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah he's uh, he's a gross old man, but he's oh. a legend. Yeah, but he's a little gross. <laughs> and yeah, good I, for you for cheering for the Yankees. Thank you. It's like cheering for Brad Pitt to get the girl. <laughs> or Elon Musk to win the lottery. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, every year. Congratulations. Yeah. But uh, in that city, the Mets are going to take over spending all the dime uh, with Steve Cohen, which is uh, really uh, interesting stuff. A lot of money. Yeah, over $400 million on their payroll. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. And so it fell through with uh, uh, Carlos Correa. Correa. Yeah, yep. uh, because Could apparently the, the doctor at, in Minnesota is fine with uh, his issues with his knee. It'll be fine. Um, Noah, great job. So you're going to join us later on. I think we're going to have you on the Australian Open beat this week. That is correct. Because if there's one thing our listeners in Calgary are really into and really stoked about, yeah. it's how Canadians are doing at the Australian Open. Well, I think mm-hmm. so, especially early. You know, first two rounds, everyone's always wants to know the first two rounds. Definitely at not. Least, yeah. Definitely not the... The quarters and the semis. Well, why why can't a Canadian get that far? Why do you got to be so negative? Not right what away? I'm, my point is that off the top, there's not really a lot of intrigue until the Canadians get into okay. the corners, the semis. Okay. So, uh, Noah, thanks. We'll talk to you later on for the Australian Open. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour. You bet. Thank you, guys. All right. There he is, Noah the intern, joining us here um, for the week. Uh, I don't want to be a, a dream killer, but I've told my 17-year-old nephew, for the love of God, don't get into media. It'll yeah. just break your heart. I'm glad he didn't say money was the reason he won. No, no, definitely no smart money. Smart play. No, no money on this business. Uh, we got lots to get to. Um, Pete Weber, the voice of the Nashville Predators, is going to join us at 7 o'clock. Unfortunately, 
Pete Weber, the professional bowler, is not joining us as well at 7 o'clock. <laughs> Patty I told you can't get this for you, hey? Because I told you, that is my dream interview, to interview both Pete Weber simultaneously. I looked into it because I knew that was your dream. Like, I genuinely tried to find something <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Okay. I appreciate that because I want to interview both of those simultaneously because that's pretty much will be the pinnacle of my career. Like, so far, it's uh, interviewing Joey Jaws Chestnut while he was half in the bag. That's probably the pinnacle of my <laughs> broadcasting career. That's a good one. But uh, interviewing both Pete Weber's at the same If you don't know who Pete Weber the bowler is, he's the guy who said, who do you think you are? I am. And I guarantee Pete Weber is probably one of those guys who's got the strings attached to his sunglasses. Because it takes a special kind of guy to have that. The bowler Pete Weber? I'm pretty sure he's wearing the sunglasses with oh, the yeah, strap he's on a them legend. in the video. Yeah. Like, if you know somebody in your life who's got you know, sunglasses attached, the rope to the sunglasses. Their name is probably Rod, I would say, and maybe has, like, the gray spiky hair. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, paint too many people in a corner, but That's- I think you got to be at least above the age of 50 if you got this, if you got the strings attached to the sunglasses. We had the frosted tips five years after we all decided that we probably yeah. don't do this anymore. Like, a lot of fuzzy Zeller vibes about that yeah. when you got the string attached. <laughs> See the uh, the sunglasses. Um, Pete oh, I Weber. I wish the Zillers restaurant was still open. Yeah, uh, Pete Weber, Charles Davis, NFL analyst, CBS Sports, going to join us at seven thirty. What an incredible day of NFL playoffs yesterday. We'll be all over that. And Peter Labardius, Flames color analyst for Sportsnet nine sixty at eight thirty. Yeah, we want to talk about the Flames with Lou, but I'm more interested in getting his take on the Minnesota Vikings who went down yesterday to the New York Football Giants. I'm. I wonder if he's I'm sour intrigued. this morning. When I saw him yesterday morning, he seemed in good spirits. I ran okay. into him at a rink. That's nice. Uh, Shocker. Lou at a rink. Yeah. Lou was at a rink yeah. watching, uh, I believe, his Edge uh, play a game uh, against someone that I didn't recognize. Mm. And uh, then it was Vikings Giants. Um, you know, we had talked to Wilsey on Friday, and Derek had already very much prescribed to that being a loss for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it was maybe a little bit better for him because the Dolphins made it closer, or if that was more painful. Yeah. But then with Lou, I don't know if he was also subscribed to the same fate. Now, being a Vikings fan, I don't think they ever really believe that their team is going to win. Yeah. But... Like Derek thought his team was going to get blown out. And I don't know if Lou was in that boat watching that game. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, Derek definitely went in with super low expectations. Yeah. And I'm sure was heartbroken at the end of the game where uh, they take forever when it was fourth and a foot. And then apparently Mike McDaniel uh, thought uh, they told him from upstairs they got the first down. That's why it took so long to get the play in. Yep. And then they got to delay a game penalty. And then uh, the Dolphins lose that game. Because they had changed their units out. Yeah. They thought they had their first down unit out. Very, very disorganized there at the end of that game. Um, Real quick, too. Maybe if he wasn't vaping. Yeah. I don't don't know if he was vaping. (laughs) Like Alex, who apparently is our vaping expert. (laughs) Okay. Like I... Does, was he ripping a vape? Did you see the video on social media? Or was he just blowing into his hand or something? I mean, that looked like a rig. Like a vape rig. Like a a what? Like 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 one of those, like... You know what I'm talking about. Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm not a vapor. Uh, Explain I, to me. I don't. Okay, I just see people with these big rigs. You see, like, have I you ever vaped before? Don't lie. I, I didn't. I've never vaped before. Not a vape lord. Okay, but <laughs> a vape lord is that from what, you what just I said? saw. That looked like. <laughs> yeah. Let me go. Let me have another look here. I got the video. Yeah, please don't look while we're trying to do a He's radio show. He's got the big. <sighs> 
Yeah, I've seen the video. Anyway. Okay, so anyway, what I wanted to ask here, uh, because we didn't have um, Pete Weber, the bowler, on, so we all went Saturday night, we watched the games, and then we ended up going bowling at a local downtown establishment. We did. Which was the most treacherous thing I think we've ever done in our lives. <laughs> because for some reason at the bowling alley, they had like these pipes that were on top of the lanes that were just dripping condensation that made the bowling alley literally a skating rink. It, like it, we all <laughs> of us fell at least once trying to throw the ball down the lane. Alex said he could barely walk the next day. Like, you have a bruise on your knee right now? So, yeah, I had I had knee surgery on my right knee, so it's already bad. How did you hurt it? Uh, I was playing, you know, soccer with those big bubbles, like bubble soccer. Right, and you blew your knee. I tore my ACL doing that. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, How embarrassing. But so, Bullet, I was just right? so, I was yeah. so locked in and focused, and I was actually, like, not bad. I'll give yeah. myself that. But I was so focused so, that my knee was just wrecked. So, we, we bowled, and we had some fun. Like, this gave me an idea. Oh. Should we try to, like, and this wouldn't be us, it would be sales. Like, should we do, like, a big show bowling tournament? Wouldn't that Ooh. be fun? That'd be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't think that be so. Fun? We've already done, like, a slow pitch before. We did our first annual last year. I think we could definitely do that. Get some teams involved. Get a little round robin system, a little bracket, perhaps. Yeah, I think we could sell some people on some bowling. Yeah, I think I think that potentially could be fun. I really have no idea on raise, how we would do it. Raise some money for some charity. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're idea guys, George. Yeah, and get like I don't know, like a big sponsor to do it. Wild Rose, I'm looking at you, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, get like a sponsor to do it. I, what what local lane would want to do it? I know I I'm a Mountain View guy myself, being from the Southwest, but okay. I'm sure there's plenty that would like to get involved. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Big show bowling tournament. I thought we had a lot of fun. It was treacherous, yeah. but it was... It was a, no, it, it was definitely treacherous. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, definitely, like, the, the knees felt a little bit sore the next day, but mm-hmm. hey, you know, you got to pay the price for victory. I did like... Except uh, it didn't win it once. Like, I, did Alex, I did like Alex's enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's very enthusiast, enthusiastic. I think he was the second best bowler on Saturday, both times. I yeah. think I was probably the worst. Yeah, you had 12 going into the fifth. <laughs> like 12. Yeah, but I was slipping and sliding. Like, like Maddie, falling. literally, if you would have just maybe just rolled the ball with your chin down the lane, you could have beat 12 into the fifth. Mm, yeah, it was after the gin shots or the whiskey shots that things started to go around. A little hazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, mm. No, we had fun. I, I don't know. I'm just an ideas guy. I might slip into the sales meeting on Wednesday and go, hey, I got an idea. What if we did a bowling tournament? Sure. Yeah, let's go and interrupt. have like, the whole station involved. Yeah, let's do it. I like getting everybody involved. Getting yeah, all like these on a Friday events. night when the Flames don't play. Yeah, and we all get banged up somewhere. Sure. Yeah, why not? Get some listeners involved. Yeah. I think that could be fun. I think I think we could get a big trophy. Sure. Maybe well, ch- there'll be like a giant trophy, like, too. Yeah, oh, ridiculous like trophy. Like the height of like Alex Brody. We should get promotional checks, but not give away any money. Right? Like what? <laughs> Just like get a big giant novelty that you... checks, but like they have no dollar value whatsoever. Yeah, you won like, like... semi pro. <laughs> <laughs> like in semi pro, where he gives them the big novelty checks. Like you, you should have tried to cash it. The bank wouldn't take it. <laughs> got to take it to a big bank. That's right. <laughs> GVP, well done. Yeah, I think we should do a bowling tournament. Um, okay. Got a couple things I want to ask our listeners. Sure. Uh, first of all, Flames almost blew a five-goal lead. 
on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Did they? Things got a lot of inter- things got super interesting. Uh, the Stars scored their fifth goal to cut it to one goal with 4:37 to go in the in the third period. Uh, that with 4:37 to go in the third period in Dallas, that was more stressful than blank. The final 4:37 in Dallas on Saturday afternoon was more stressful than blank. 960-960, name and location. Oh boy. It was more stressful than I I was I was gonna give you time after the break to oh, answer. Thank you. I appreciate I'm gonna that. Give you, I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear from Alex Brody. I wanna hear from GVP. I wanna hear from intern Noah. Let's do it. We'll do that after the break, and then we'll do the Rose Report. Yeah, because okay, it's a sure. busy Rose Report, because mm-hmm. I should get to the break, because you are going to jam a lot of sports information into our ears. I'm really, really happy that the NHL only had three games yesterday. I'll say that much. Yeah, again. Shout out NHL. Well yeah. done. Knowing what knowing what you're up against yeah. and understanding the assignment, well done. Yeah, I don't think, I think if they had no games, it would have been fine, too. And half them were Canadian teams, which I also think was done on purpose. Yeah. So uh, lots to do in the show. At the top of the hour, Pete Weber, 7.30, Charles Davis. It's a Monday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. In the afterglow of a nail-biting 6-5 Flames win Saturday afternoon in Dallas, um, the, the more I think about, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta with everything basementy since 1992. Um, the, the more I think of this idea, plus uh, it was mine. I, I like it. I, uh, I want like big show bowling tournament. And then somebody texted and got to be 10 pin, please. Of course, Duh. 10 pin bowling, real bowling, I guess. <laughs> and all the five pitters like, what do you shut up? Hey. Five pin bowling's great. Hey, last time I five pin bowled, I think I was in grade one. I'm not going to lie. That's probably an appropriate time to five pin bowl. And then after that. That's probably it, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the last time you need to do it with five pins. Yeah, um, 10-pin bowling for sure. We'll do it on a Friday night. Maybe DJ Powerplay can come out and spin some tunes. That'd be sweet. Wouldn't that be great? With DJ Powerplay down at the lanes? Yeah. Spinning some tunes? Yeah, maybe we can get like a smoke machine and some lasers. I Make it very bowling-y. Yeah, I, I'm always down for like... Lots of neon. Yeah. Uh, rave atmosphere. Polyester. Sure. Yeah. Get a good sweat on. Yeah. Oh, bowling. Would you, I always... bowling glo- would you wear a bowling glove? No. No. What about the blinders? No. Where like you can only see down your lane. <laughs> like a horse? Yeah. They have those. Why? Well, there is such a thing as bowler's courtesy. Do you know what that is? No. That w- which was being egregiously um, dis- like. D- not even, like, there wasn't even a shred of bowler's courtesy on Saturday night at the downtown establishment we were at. When you bowl, you're not supposed to run up and bowl while somebody's already about to throw the ball. You got to wait till they're finished. It's called bowler's courtesy. Yeah, like when the lane's around you. Yeah. Yeah, you let your left fire your right. away. Yeah, yeah you wait till the guy, guy or girl's done, and then you go up there and throw your ball beside them. Yeah, no, I, there wasn't a lot of uh, stopping for courtesy. There wasn't a lot, not not high on the etiquette. No, but it's like when you go to the golf course and you see the guy in jeans. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, jeans is a no go. That's a that's a no guy. How on, do you uh, do that? 
Yeah, well, how are you comfortable? Like I've played I played in a ball hockey game with a guy who showed up in jeans. And it was his last game with our team. Um <laughs> we're taking your text messages to 96960 name and location. The final 437 in Dallas on Saturday afternoon was more stressful than blank. Do you got an answer for me now? Did you think of one? Yeah, um it was more stressful than when my fire alarm went off at 2.30 in the morning last night. Oh. And I was trying to wrangle everybody together. Um, that was stressful. But Saturday afternoon, that was very stressful. That was white knuckle time. Okay. Um, producer slash technical director Alex Brody. All right. The final 437 in Dallas was more stressful than blank. I genuinely feel like... This doesn't make sense to me, the viewers, but that little journey I had because I forgot my ID and had to literally run. Okay, nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, so so on Saturday night you couldn't get into an establishment because you're because you you look very young. I didn't bring young. my wallet. I you don't didn't know bring. Why. I don't understand why. You, well, that's some par for the course that you didn't bring your wallet. <laughs> but you didn't have. You didn't bring your ID and wasn't allowed to come in. Yeah. So that was very stressful. Okay. Like a lot of our listeners wouldn't know that, but okay. Uh, GVP, our technical director, uh, the last 437 on Saturday afternoon was more stressful than what? Uh, big golf guys. So maybe like more stress, just as stressful as like a four foot downhill slider. Okay. Yeah. I like that. To win the match. Yeah, a little knee knocker. Yeah. I like that. Uh, intern Noah, the last 437 on Saturday in Dallas was more stressful than what? Oh, boy. Well, Telling us about yourself when you jumped on the big show at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh boy. Um, I don't. Man, that's tough. I would have to probably just say I think the last four thirty-seven of Saturday's game was more stressful than missing the bus for oh. to go to go to school. That okay. probably is more stressful than that. All right. I like, like it. Like I was like when they were when it was like six four and then it was six five. I was just like, oh boy, here we go. Okay, sounds good. Um, I uh, in grade nine for high school, I uh, had grade nine. <laughs> my first period was French, and this guy missed the bus a lot of times on purpose. No, mm. um, and then I had to walk to school, which took a good thirty five to forty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then my French teacher be like, George, you're late again. Like, I go, I missed the bus. She goes, you're lying. I go, look at my face. It's frozen. <laughs> like, do you, I'm like, did I throw ice here, cubes man. on in here? Like, so if you ever need somebody to, like, I know Julian McKenzie's our resident French expert because he's from La Belle Provence. Jacob Pelletier. But I did get 50% in grade nine French if you ever needed help. Oh, okay. Right on. I think Pat Steinberg has like a 700-day streak going on one of those apps where you can learn French. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then he went to France. Then he went to France and he used it. So yeah. good for him. My French teacher said, George, uh, you actually failed the class. I just can't take another semester of you, so I passed you. And I'm like, thank you. Never again. I, um, I wish I had actually learned more languages, but... It just never clicked with me. Like, I'm trying to do a little bit of Italian right now, planning mm. a trip there. And even then, like, I took an Italian course when I was in university. Look at you. None of it is retained. Okay. Literally zero. I speak fluent Serbian because my parents are born there. Yeah, so you speak... Like, them. I just grew up on it. Yeah, so I, you, you I, learn... I've known both the whole time. Yeah, you sure, learn Sure, I home. struggle with the English language at times, but I've known both my entire life. I uh, got a couple here, and then we'll get to the Rose Report. Uh... 
this is from Ryan and Airdrie. Uh, more stressful than watching my wife in labor. Like Ryan was oh. cool that his wife was struggling, but he was white knuckling that last four thirty seven. <laughs> that was cool. It's yeah. all good. Make sure you tell her that 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 was just about the same thing. She'll yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, keep them coming in. Uh, nine sixty. 960 name and location. Uh, the last 437 of Saturday's game in Dallas was more stressful than blank. It's time to get to the Rose Report. There is so many sport <laughs> to get to from the weekend, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. All righty. Welcome to a brand new spanking week, pals. Flames played once on Saturday, a matinee affair in Dallas. The game is over. The Flames hold on. Pretty quiet night yesterday across the NHL, but every game did feature a Canadian team. It was also Super Wild Card Weekend, and it did not disappoint. Touchdown! 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 We'll get you caught up and set for tonight's finale between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. That plus Raptors, Jays, PGA, Aussie Open, and a couple of local notes. So let's get after it. Start with the Flames, who looked like world beaters for 39 minutes and then looked like a toupee in a gale storm for the rest. Just a doing what? A toupee in a gale storm. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Just doing their absolute best to hold on. Not my best. No, do we, we don't love that. Do we have a cricket sound effect? We could have. Oh yeah, here I got it right here. Right oh. Can you can you hit that line again? The the toupee. In, can you do the toupee and then looked the like a toupee in a gale storm for the rest of the game. All right, continue. First first meeting between the Flames and the Stars since the Johnny Gaudreau Game 7 OT winner. Goals hard to come by in that series, but in this one, the Flames would get the jump on their opposition. The Stars with their blackout jerseys on. They are black with Skyline Green trim. Give the puck away, and the Flames score! Just 25 seconds into the first period, and Ramajapani puts the puck in the Stars' net. Derek's barely done telling you about the egregious highlighter jerseys that Dallas was rocking, and Andrew Ramajapani's already got the puck in the back of the net for his ninth of the season. The Flames would kill off a penalty of their own, then Chris Tanev would draw a holding penalty. That would put the Flames on the power play. Now, uh, we, we've talked about, uh, and I've always used my terrible Mike Babcock, could have stored on time. Could have stored on time. But we, we talk about how, like, the Flames have had these bad first periods. Yeah. But they literally lead the NHL in first period goals. So I don't get it. Like, we talk about how the starts are inconsistent and they look super flat, yet they've scored the most first period goals in the NHL this season. I don't understand how that works. There are some absolutely jarring stats that I think we can get to later on in the show that I think tell a little bit more of a story about how things have been lately than maybe they're being perceived. Mm. If that's fair. Flames would get onto the power play. Uh, not much going for the first two units. So Daryl sends out the fourth line for about 30 seconds at the end and they get rewarded. And seconds left of the Flames power play. Here's Mackenzie Weger. Right point to his partner Chris Tanev. He gives it back to Weger who shoots his stop. Rebound. Lewis scores! Trevor Lewis! Fires the puck pass, Scott Wedgwood. 36-year-old Trevor Lewis. His first power play goal in five years. Crazy. Third of his career. He's got 10 shorthanded goals to only three power play goals, but that's the style of game this guy plays. 
Uh, eighth goal of the season for Trevor Lewis as well. He's already up to eight bingos. Having a nice little start there. Flames would get another power play drawn by Nazem Kadri, but unfortunately it would lead to a shorthanded goal. Nikita Zadorov uh, overskates a puck behind his own net, which leads to a lot of chaos, and Jamie Benn bangs home a rebound goal to make it 2-1 into the break. Did that puck go off Anderson's stick? Was it an own goal? I thought it was, but it's still credited to Jamie Benn as of this morning. Yeah. So... Because he didn't look too excited either. I think like it looked like it went enough Anderson stick. Yeah, but Jamie Ben never looks excited. To do? He's asked to go there and try and intercept the pass. Oh, that I mean, at, at that point you're you're hoping for a miracle if you're Rasmus Anderson. Things have completely deteriorated to the point that if that stays out of the net, you are just excited to continue to be there. In the second back and forth play for the first ten, Dan Vladar quite sharp. I actually liked him quite a bit in this game. It was Scott Wedgwood going for the stars. Zadorov threw a pretty big open ice hit. Might have took the worst of it himself. He was kind of nursing his shoulder on the bench. Flames would draw another power play near the midway point of the frame on a Yanni Hackenpaw slash. And the Flames would cash in, this time not the fourth liners. Anderson, top of the near circle, two to Foley. Now down low to Lindholm. Lindholm. Returns the puck to Toffoli. Toffoli shoots and scores! Tyler Toffoli finds the five hole of Scott Wedgwood. It would get credited to Elias Lindholm as he bangs almost 14th of the season. The power play tally. Little bit of insurance. Spoiler alert, they would certainly need it. Uh, good news was they would get a little bit more moments later. The Kadri's going to pick it up in the far corner. Kadri drops it. Anderson shoots and scores! Rasmus Anderson with a 90-mile-an-hour slap shot that beats Scott Wedgwood. That was the goal from later on in the game. I, I played the wrong clip there. Yep. But it would be a, a, a nice little tally there for Nazem Kadri. Uh, Jonathan Huberto takes the aerial pass off the glass by Michael Stone. Challenged. But the goal stands inconclusive. Yeah. Um, there's two things in that review on the... Um uh, on Saturday, number one, uh, the offside. I I couldn't really tell. I didn't think. Yeah. Like even Huberto said post game, he thought he was offside, and yet the goal counted. And then uh, the, earlier in the game, where it looked like the puck went underneath Wedgwood, but we couldn't really tell. Yeah. Like that's what's frustrating about this. Like we can fake a we can fake a moon landing, yet we don't know if the puck goes past the line. Like if it's a goal or not mm -hmm. on both instances, whether or not it's offside or behind Wedgwood. Because it's frustrating. Like, how do we not know this by now? Do you and again, we yeah, you remember game, the I know 04, game six, I get it. But it's getting to the point now where was that puck in under Wedgwood? Probably was. We should know these things by now. Like it's frustrating. You remember when they tried to put the microchip into the pucks? Yeah, I, and then all the players were like, it's not skating the same. It's not sliding yeah, the same. Because I know I've I've asked Elliot Freeman about this. Yeah, they tried to bake it into the puck mm -hmm. and it just didn't have the same feel. Like there has to be some sort of solution here. Like if we can, if we can, they, they can determine a tennis ball is 137 miles an hour to within a millimeter. We can, don't we have? Can we figure out if we can see the puck crosses the line? Like it's so frustrating. And the way that, like my thing would be the way that like golf balls are designed these days. Isn't there some sort of something that you could create it so it doesn't change how the pucks move? Yeah. Like I'm sure. Anyway. Anyway, uh, go ahead to now the the, the 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 terrifying part of the game on Saturday. Oh yeah, the terrifying part of the game where the Flames were up six to one after Chris Tanev scored on a slap shot. Uh, real quick too, um, 
Is there a guy on the team that warms the heart of the fan base more when he scores outside of maybe Milan Lucic than Chris Tanev? No, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, like when it, when Milan Lucic scores, everyone's super jacked up. But Chris Tanev has to be the second on the team. 100%. Because that guy is such a warrior out there. And when he gets his when he gets his Gino, you got to love it, right? Absolutely. And a great shot from him as well. Stepping into a little uh, clapper there, putting it right underneath the bar. And did you see him chewing the gum while he was tapping the gloves of, with the boys on the of ice? Of course he did. What a stunt. We got to no. get him on the show. All right. We can get on the show. Alex. Get Chris Tanev on the show. All right. See what I can do. Okay. That sounded very enthusiastic. Uh, All right. Stars would score in the final 30 seconds of the frame. Uh, everybody kind of gets lost. Tyler Sagan ends up in the slot all by himself. He yeah. rips home a, a shot. So it's 6-2 to two after 40. But you're like, hey, four-goal lead. Like, that's that's got to be fine, right? Well, it, it was... Awfully close to not being fine. For Toffoli, who can't clear. Lindell holds it in left point. Moves it far corner. It's centered in front. Puck goes in the net. They've scored. Robertson, he drops it. And now Sagan will leave it at the blue line. Hayskin and shoots and scores. Here's Miller, a shot. He scores. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That was after the third goal of the frame. Colin Miller's slap shot at 15-23 to make it a 6-5 game. Joe Pavelski already had two bingos to start the period. He had his 13th on a nice shot and his 14th deflection on the Miro Haskinen shot there, the second call that you heard. After that, Dallas continued to press. Vladar was strong. There was one real key block from Mackenzie Weger as time was running out. Flames managed to hold on, but boy, was that third period uh, a little bit sketchy, George. Yeah, um, you and I talked about this Saturday when we went out. Um, there was a lot of, I think, just complacency. They, they, the game was over. It was 6-1. Shut it down. Like, the Flames were dominating. Everything was going in past Wedgwood. You saw the shot of uh, Ottinger on the bench. It's like, whoa, I don't, I don't want any part of this game. Don't look at coach. Don't no, look at coach. No, don't do look not, at I coach. don't want any part of this game whatsoever. <laughs> and the Flames were cruising. It's an afternoon game. And I thought Rick Ball said it best at the beginning of the broadcast, too, especially. Afternoon games can be wacky sometimes. And if you want to look at a wacky afternoon game, that was Saturday in Dallas between the Flames and the, and the, and the Stars. But, yeah, that's what it was. They're up 6-1. They shut it down. The game was over. It's the NHL. You don't blow 6-1 leads in the NHL. But Calgary almost did. Almost. On to Nashville, 6 o'clock start. The Pat Steinberg Telethon in support of Criminal Pigeon Couriers begins at 3 o'clock with Flames Talk. Then at 5, it's your pregame show. Elsewhere, just three games in the NHL. Blake Wheeler scored the game winners. The Jets beat the Coyotes by a 2-1 score. Josh Morrissey, 40 assists on the season as he assisted on Pierre-Luc Dubois' opening goal. Uh, he becomes the fastest Jets defenseman to reach that mark. Canadiens got a game winner from Cole Caulfield. The Canadiens beat the Rangers 2-1 at MSG. And Brock Besser scored with 17 seconds in regulation to tie the Canucks and the Hurricanes game. And then Elias Pettersson scored the game winner in a 4-3 shootout win. 
Uh, tonight's schedule, Panthers and Sabres go at 11. It's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day down in the U.S., so there is some matinee action. You can also catch the Flyers and Bruins at 11 o'clock start. At 1, it's the Red Wings and Avalanche. At 2, it's the Devils and Sharks. Lightning and Kraken also battle at 2. Then at 4, it's the Stars and Golden Knights. 5 sees the Ducks battle the Penguins. The Rangers take on the Blue Jackets. And then the Capitals to take on the Islanders. Finally, the night wraps with a 6 o'clock start. The Senators take on the Blues. If you got weekly fantasy hockey matchups... Make sure you set them. You could find yourself uh, a little bit hooped. Also, I uh, did want to pass this one along. A uh, more somber note from yesterday, but longtime Canucks and NHL enforcer Gino Ojic passed away at the age of 52. Mm. He was diagnosed with a rare terminal disease in 2014 called ale amyloidosis. Shocking to none, but he fought it for years. Uh, great outpouring of emotion. Yeah. And some of the videos that you're seeing on social media of his playing days incredible stuff yeah he, he was one of the toughest hombres in all the nhl and had a great relationship with pavel Bure too especially and just very sad news yesterday and a uh, great job by john shorthouse on the broadcast yesterday uh breaking the very sad news of ojik's passing uh we do want to switch over to nfl wildcard weekend there's no easy segue from that one but uh, it was some great incredible action over the course of Super Wild Card Weekend. It started with the 49ers and the Seahawks. This game was close in the first, but in the second half, the Niners took off. They fake the toss. They roll Purdy to the left. Purdy going to throw back middle, wide open. Debo Samuel down the sideline, 50, 40, Debo 30, Debo 20, Debo 10, Debo touchdown! San Francisco! Debo Samuel with the 74-yard touchdown reception. That put the 49ers up 38-17 as they win this divisional clash. 41-23 the final here, George. Hawks did their best to keep it close, but couldn't. Yeah, um, no surprise here. And Brock Purdy continues to be the story of of the NFL season here at, at the back end of it. Can the Niners take this rookie all the way to a Super Bowl title? Like, I... Maybe, and just the playmakers on the Niners that are all healthy. They just Debo a- looks great. The yards after the catch are phenomenal. Christian McCaffrey's fit like a glove in that system. George Kittle's really had a renaissance here, especially in the back end of the season. They look super dangerous, although the defense has given up a few points lately here, and obviously that's the backbone of their team, but it's going to be super interesting who they play next week. It potentially could be Tom Brady and the Bucks or the Cowboys. Later on, the Chargers going to charge her. They blow a 27 oh to nothing lead to Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. 31 to 30, the final score in this contest. As uh, we were watching this one, uh, and a lot of us had uh, some cheddar on the Jags. A lot of fun to watch the end. Uh, Trevor Lawrence talked about, just got to do it one play at a time. I knew, knew it was going to take a lot to turn it around, but there's no, I told the guys in the huddle, there's no 27-point plays. You know, it's going to be one play at a time. No 27-point plays, no. George. And um, when when the Jags scored at the end of the second quarter to cut it to 27-7, it, it felt, felt like the momentum was changing. And credit Trevor Lawrence. Can you think of a guy who's had a worse first half where he threw four interceptions and then completely flipped around his game and then was throwing dimes in the second half? Credit Trevor Lawrence because he resurrected the Jags in that game. And, and again... Just these organizations that continue to to do stupid things and lose in heartbreaking fashion. Chargers get a charger. Like, you blew a 27-0 lead on the road. Like, that game was won. Brandon Staley, 
Like you were plus four in their turnover margin in the first half. Like that, they were dominating that game, and then all of a sudden they just threw it away. I don't know if Brandon Staley survives that. I really don't. That's something we can ask Charles Davis coming up at seven thirty. Almost felt like it could have happened yesterday, maybe today, but we'll find out. Jags also signed uh, former BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke yesterday. Yeah, I expected to compete for a backup job behind Trevor Lawrence next season. The Bills snuck past Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. Some good from Josh Allen and some bad. I had a fumble that was returned to the house for a touchdown that kind of gave Miami quite a bit of life. But Buffalo's able to hold on 34-31. to 31. Obviously, the Dolphins uh, cover. McDaniel talked about... Uh, uh, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, talked about some staff confusion at the end of the game, which uh, led to some penalties and unable to get this thing done. The Bills move on. Uh, the Bills look super sloppy in that game too, a, a team that a lot of us think potentially could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Lots of mistakes. Josh Allen with another bad turnover. Um, if the Dolphins weren't so terribly disorganized there late in the fourth quarter, maybe they go down, score a touchdown, tie the game, send this thing to overtime. Who the hell knows? But credit Skylar Thompson. Like I talked about this yesterday and inside the lines um, on the Sportsnet Radio Network Sunday mornings. Uh, it felt like the Dolphins were, there was no hope. It was a hopeless situation. 14-point underdogs, rookie quarterback, all the momentum in Buffalo with all the great vibes surrounding the DeMar Hamlin thing, and the Bills almost threw that game away. Unbelievable. They almost do, but they'll go on to play the Cincinnati Bengals in the next round. Vikings and Giants, this one was tight, as a lot of us expected. Winning touchdown came late in the contest. Jones takes the snap, handoff Barkley, hit, and dives ahead. And is he in for the touchdown? Yes, touchdown Saquon Barkley. And the Giants have the lead with 7.47 to go in the ballgame. Been a resurgence season for Barkley there. He gets the go-ahead, a plunging touchdown. Kirk Cousins couldn't complete the fourth quarter drive as time wound down. Daniel Jones and Brian Dable hold on for a 31-24 victory. Uh, And again, Kirk Cousins catching a lot of uh, arrows this morning. He shouldn't. He was okay. And I know throwing the ball way short of the sticks on fourth and eight to uh, TJ Hawkinson, but he was also getting pressured. It's just that Vikings pass defense. It's just abysmal. Like, it's terrible. It couldn't stop anything. We saw Daniel Jones just absolutely carve them up yesterday. And Ed Donatel, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Vikings, I don't think he survives the day still employed with that team. Finally, the Bengals beat Lamar Jackson at Les Ravens. Lamar didn't even travel with the team. That's, That's super interesting, too. That's something I want to ask Charles Davis about, too. What does that mean that he didn't even bother going to Cincinnati with the team? That speaks volumes to me. Things sound like they have gone from okay to absolutely terrible between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. But uh, they also lost on the football field on a a bit of a wild play. This one was tied at 17. Ravens were on the one-yard line, just needed to push this thing across the one-yard line and take the lead. Not that hard, right? Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The <laughs> 5. <laughs> touchdown. Bengals. What is that, a fan? Who's in the Like, in can the I booth say that was perfect? Yeah. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown, Bengals. Talk about being in sync. How about it? Yeah. Sam Hubbard, 98-yard fumble recovery touchdown. The Bengals pull ahead 24-17 and win this game.
Um, can you see any worse clock management than what the Ravens are doing at the end of that game? I loved it. I loved okay, every second of it. Because you wanted the Bengals to win, but J.K. Dobbins picks up a first down with one away left on the clock. Then rather than using one of their two remaining timeouts, Baltimore huddled and didn't snap the ball until 33 seconds left. I, well, I don't understand what they were doing. And like, you needed a, a touchdown. And you needed a touchdown. It's not like you just needed to get to field goal range. Like, you need to move the ball. Yeah. Just very, very uncharacteristic from a team that played very well. I thought the defense was really good for Baltimore. And, again, it's always with, like survive and move forward. I understand that in the NFL playoffs. But both the Bengals and the Bills looked a little underwhelming yesterday. And next week's game is going to be fascinating in Buffalo. Tonight's game has the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. The Cowboys uh, favorited by two and a half points right now. Line set at 45 and a half. What are you looking for with this one? Uh, Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game in 30 years. <laughs> They're 0-8. And they can set an NFL record by going 0-9 on the road in the playoffs. And, and Dakota, Dak Prescott, he has the most interceptions in the NFL this season. And he needs to uh, protect the football tonight. This, this is so fascinating. You got Tom Brady potentially playing his last game as a buck. Can the Cowboys figure it out? Uh, get to the quarterback. And if the Cowboys get blown out, does Mike McCarthy lose his job? There's just so many storylines surrounding this game. Saturday's schedule is already set. It'll be the Jaguars and the Chiefs at 2.30. The Giants will play the Eagles at 6.15. Another divisional matchup next weekend. The Bengals and the Bills will go at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And then it'll be the winner of tonight's contest heading to San Fran to play the 49ers at 4.30 Sunday night. Cliff Kingsbury, he's gone. I'm leaving on a jet plane, don't know when I... Uh, Peter Schrager reporting that Cliff Kingsbury has taken a one-way flight to Thailand and does not want to work in football. He's not taking calls from any teams right now. Yeah, he has four years left on his contract. That's guaranteed. Maybe crawl out of a hole in three years. Cliff Kingsbury's winning at life right now. Yeah, that's not bad. No. He doesn't have a job, but who needs a job when you're getting paid paid to not work for four years? That's everyone's dream. Anyway. Uh, Jays made some moves over the weekend as well. Yeah, I felt something in my butt. Uh, they signed five international players. The biggest big swing at elite impact in international free agency was outfielder Emmanuel Bonilla. Uh, had the Raptors over the weekend. Uh, today they'll visit the Knicks. That goes at one this afternoon because it's uh, Martin Luther Jr. King Day or Martin Luther King Day. Uh, LeBron hit thirty-eight thousand points over the weekend in a game against the Seventy Sixers. Only the second player to ever do so. Uh, had the Sony Open over this weekend. Siwoo Kim, six under in his final round in Hawaii to come from behind and win the whole darn thing. Corey Connors was five under in his final round to jump up the leaderboard. Uh, finished in a tie for 12th to 12 under. The top Canadian was Nick Taylor, who was 13 under on the weekend. The Australian Open is underway. George, know you're a big tennis guy. Denis Shapovalov moved past uh, the first round, wins his opening match in four sets as the 20th seed at the tournament. Felix Auger-Aliassime also on to the second round, although he had to beat another Canadian, Vashik Pospisil. Mm. To do so, he's the sixth seed on the men's side. Bianca won in straight sets. Rebecca Marino lost her opening set. And in some local notes, the Wranglers lost both their weekend games to Henderson 3-1 and 4-2. The Hitmen beat the Broncos 6-3 Friday, but they lost to the Hurricanes 4-1 Sunday. They host the Prince George Cougars Wednesday at 7 Chiefs. The return of Zach Funk. And the Roughnecks beat the San Diego Seals 14-10 to hand the Seals their first loss of the season. Roughnecks are now 3-2. And And good night and good luck to you, sir. Wow, great job. And the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. 
Fiona BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, the voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber, will join us. Charles Davis from the NFL on CBS at the bottom of the hour. And still taking your text messages, 960-960, name and location. Um, that 4.37 to go in Dallas on Saturday afternoon was more stressful than blank. We'll do all of that. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.